Power of Suits, and welcome in to another episode of the House Party Protocol Special Report. My name is Will, and with me, per usual, with all of the special treats, the one and only Merzane. What's happening, my guy? Nothing much. Just waiting for my first League Snap, Snap League, League Snap, HPP, Marvel Snap League. There you go. Well, I <laughs> couldn't figure it out. You know, it's it kind of all works, right? Like the snap, you're waiting for your first snap within the snap league that HPP Marvel Snap League is snapping to and stuff and things. Yes. I am ready to snap all over the place. Yep. Just snap, snap, snap. And when you do it, you got to do, you know, like that, uh, you know, old old song, you know, shake that laffy taffy. And you like, you know, do the little wiggle and then you do the snap at the end, you know. You know what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to do that. Okay. If you Absolutely. don't, I'll be very disappointed. I don't know how to do it. I'm just going to let instinct take control. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. Sometimes that's what you got to do. Just, you know, there's like a little wiggle and then you freeze as you snap with like one arm up in the air. Right, right, right. I, I figure like shake that Laffy Taffy has to be like ingrained in everyone's genetic code, right? Like I think I'm just going to be able to reach deep inside myself and, and find the ability to do it. Yeah, and look, just play that song as you warm up for the match. You know, like as y'all are setting up and everything, you can just have that song playing. Obviously not on stream or anything, because God forbid, but... (laughs) Oh, I I want you to know I've been listening to that song for the last 12 hours. Okay, good. Good, I'm glad you're in the right headspace. We, We are ready. Yeah. Well, speaking of being ready, so this is a bit of a special episode in a lot of ways, Merzane. We're recording this episode on... April 19th, but this episode's actually going to come out on April 27th. So this will be the last episode for secret code words and all of that stuff for the giveaway. And then on the following episode of of this one, the one that follows this one, is when we will announce our giveaway winners and all that stuff. So make sure, send your messages, all that stuff. I have all of those things, you know, squared away. It's all in my my Facebook account or on my Discord, all that stuff, and I'm keeping track of who sent me messages. If I haven't gotten back to you yet, don't worry. I have your secret code words locked in, and I will send you a message later on to confirm that I have all your secret code words. So uh, I apologize for not getting back immediately, but don't worry. I have them all. And uh, yeah, the reason why this episode's releasing and being recorded at different times is because I'm going on vacation for a week, but I didn't want to leave the suits without some fun house party protocol stuff to listen to whilst I'm gone. So here we are. And Merzane, we're going to be doing a little bit of roster talk today. And you have brought us something that I think is uh, very fun and very interesting. And it kind of fits with what I've been talking to some other people about, you know, playing a particular type of list, playing different types of characters and stuff like that. And I'm excited to get an opportunity to talk about this. So, Rosane, what do you have for us today? So today I have uh, my debut into the Spider-Foes uh, headspace um, with this list I am building. I affectionately call it Spider-Foes, Spider-Foes. Does whatever a spider foes does. <laughs> that is but you can also 
a mouthful. You can also pronounce the last does as does, so it becomes does whatever a spider foes does. Um, it's all it's all up to you. Um, but I ask that not only of my list, but of all spider foes lists in general, because I don't know what I'm doing. Well, all right then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, this this is going to be fun because I know there's some spider foes players out there, some spider foes mains, if you will, that are going to be listening to this. So let us know as you go through this what we got wrong, what we got right, all of that good stuff, because foes is something that I feel in my heart of hearts is wildly underrated and not talked about enough in a lot of ways. And I kind of feel similarly about spider foes with how I felt about Midnight Suns in that the book's been written, and since that book was written, no one has wanted to add any chapters. Does that make sense? Yes. And I will say yes. Uh, yeah, well, I'm glad that you say yes. Just appease me, Merzane, thanks, or else you go back in the dungeon. <laughs> That's what I'm scared of. Uh, but I feel like the, you know, there's kind of been like, okay, well, if you're playing this faction or that faction, this affiliation, that affiliation, whatever you want to call it, that it's like, well, this is what you're doing, and this is how you have to do it. And I right. feel like that, foes and you know midnight suns to an extent and other factions in general have kind of had that right it's like if you're playing brotherhood you're going to be doing this thing you know if you're you're playing web warriors you're not rolling dice into your opponent or or whatever you know insert cliche at this point in marvel crisis protocols life i feel like foes is one of those that is kind of just it lost its luster? I, I don't know, but I feel like there's something there. Yeah, it definitely feels like some affiliations people feel like is are, are solved and there's not a lot of room for innovation. Yeah. Uh, but I think that every affiliation has room for innovation, always. Because uh, you might just have a weird idea. I want to play some dumb guy in this affiliation. It just changes the whole, whole way the thing plays. Um, yeah. Am I doing that here? I have no idea. <laughs> But uh, I will tell you what I'm not doing is the Kenny G special traps because uh, I hate traps. Um, I despise the trap house list. And so I'm building something not trap house. Yeah. I mean, I think trap house is fun, but I don't think it's the only way to play foes because the spider foes as an affiliation with the Green Goblin being their leader, they have arguably one of the better leaderships in terms of attrition and stuff like that, like it's not a straight re-roll, but it also helps your attrition because in this game, the attackers always have advantage. The attackers are always going to be advantaged when attacking in straight dice, right? So right. if you're rolling four dice in an attack and I'm rolling four dice in defense, you should always you know, the math says you have the advantage there because there are four sides of the die that are successful for you and three sides of the die that are successful for me. So yep. when you look at Oscorp weaponry, the leadership, once per turn, while an allied character is attacking, during the modify opponent's dice step, it may re-roll one opposing defense die. So basically you're saying, I'm going to trust that that shield you rolled, that crit you rolled, that wild you rolled, whatever, 
is going to go away and, and no longer be a success. Or, for instance, if you are attacking someone that has wild effects, like let's say you're attacking a Doctor Strange Sorcerer Supreme, and he rolls a wild on defense, well, now you can say, okay, never mind, you're going to re-roll that wild so you don't get your Mystic Armor. Yup. It's so, pretty handy. Pretty handy, and I know many moons ago, Jacob from Xavier Protocols did the math on this leadership specifically, and it's really good. Yeah, it. I, I think it's pretty cool, and I think some people, I know um in some of like the uh the bigger competitive spaces have also been bringing in Malekith because he's got Pierce and is uh super dumb. Yeah. And Pierce characters with this leadership are are also really cute uh cuz it's kind of like piercing and then piercing again if they get two successes. Yeah. I mean it that is actually kind of cute and I kind of like that. Well, we're not doing either of those things in this list. Let me tell you. Well, um, all right then. So, Merzane, take it away with what I'm going to call Spider Foes Merzane instead of Foes and Does and Ds and Does. You just don't want to sing the jingle. You're, you're correct. I don't want to sing the jingle. Spider Foes. Spider. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, for my Spider Foes boys um, in the list, and I think we will quickly recognize that there is one issue with this list, which we will discuss at the end. Uh, for my spider foes proper, I have Green Goblin, Doc Ock, Lizard, Rhino, and Mysterio. For my little splashes, I have X-23, Winter Soldier, Bullseye, and Beta Ray Bill. Okay. Um, the issue, for those who are keeping count, I, I don't have a 10th character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I had one and deleted it because I wanted to change it before I... Uh, presented and then just never did. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. Well, there you go. So, so we're gonna have to think of a tenth character. I love that we're gonna have to think of a tenth character, Merzane. I think that's fun. It is going to be fun. Um, and for reference, I will play this list in about two hours. So <laughs> nice. You will you will decide my fate. And and by the way, in about two hours from when we're recording. <laughs> so by yes. the time you hear this, that match will have been played. <laughs> yes, and my suffering will have been set in stone. Right, right. So, obviously, you've got some things going on here. I think you have an interesting objective game that you're working towards with these characters, but let's go ahead and talk about your tactics cards before we kind of dive into what that 10th character could be. All right, and we will also notice another issue with my tactics card, um, which may not be on your version because I sent you the wrong version, but it is on my version. Um, so, let's let's get started. I have... Uh, for once again, my Spider Foes proper ones. I don't think they have like one or two actual cards, but they have a lot of like character cards. So those are some including. Uh, I have Sinister Traps. This is a robbery, well laid plans, and the Grand Illusion. Mm -hmm. uh, for restricted cards, I brought Brace for Impact and Patch Up. Mm -hmm. And for my unaffiliated, uncharactered cards, I have exceptional healing, no matter the cost, and eyes on the prize. Uh, your list that I sent you may have a 10th card. It does. Mine yeah. does not. Okay, well, I'll <laughs> take this 10th card out. Take that 10th card out. Bye -bye that was a, that's a relic of a, of a previous brainstorming session we decided to, to, to remove from uh, 
removed from this thought process because right. I don't want it. Right. Okay. So off the rip, what is your plan with this list? So my plan is one to play some of the best looking models in the game because I'm going to be honest, spider foes like on average has the best looking models. in Dude, the game. Green goblin totally holds up. Green goblin, Mysterio, Rhino's cake. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, new Doc Ock and my old Doc Ock. Cause I modded him to be standing on his hands too. Nice. Carnage, lizard. Uh, very handsome models. Let me tell you. Oh, absolutely. So okay. I also had the thought that for this Pokemon, I say Pokemon snap <laughs> for this Marvel snap league, we're not taking pictures of Pokemon on a tropical Island. Unfortunately, not, not today. Uh, uh, for the Marvel Snap League, um, one of the names of the game seems to be scoring more points in your opponent, but not like overall every round. So like I want to be, I want to have ways to keep my opponent from scoring effectively. So I thought what better way than having a, an affiliation that's pretty tanky and punishes you for positioning errors with stuff like Sinister Traps. Mysterio's traps and Green Goblin's traps. You know, that, that stuff's cool, but we're not going to focus on all that. But also with stuff like this is a robbery and well-laid plans, I can get really good extract control and force my opponent to come to me and force my opponent to score less points whenever I want them to score less points. So I can win the round, maybe not necessarily the whole game, but I can win the round and gobble up all them cubes. Right. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Trying to be a cute um, gobbler. I've got beta ray bill in there to do the middle, the middle grab and run with, uh, whatever that card is, uh, eyes on, on the, the prize. prize. That's it. Yeah. Okay. I want to say exceptional healing. That was one in my brain. Um, and then we've got like, you know, bullseye is just really cool with the, with the leadership and a good two threat, uh, winter soldiers really good. If I, you know, need a lower cost for whatever or whatever reason, but he's also just really good. X 23, a reason to use exceptional healing with lizard if I want to use both. Um, and then everyone else is just big, big boys. And uh, Mysterio will be in the list because he's one of my favorite characters in the game. So even right. if I don't ever play him, he will be that type of character. He will be there. So that's interesting. I, I like the idea of leaning into the format a little bit, which I think is kind of fun. And obviously Beta Ray Bill's eyes on the prize. Like I've noticed that that's become very popular. Uh and I'm hoping that it doesn't get the treatment that other popular things get by restricting a card, but that's just me. And so I think Beta Ray Bill is one of those characters that fits really well with what Spider-Foes want to do, so I'm really glad that you have him here. And I think having eyes on the prize is one of those things where if you're going to be bringing Beta Ray Bill, if you have priority, you bring eyes on the prize. If you don't have priority, well, then you can throw in any other card and you're perfectly fine. So I think that's kind of interesting. And then when it comes to like squad building and roster building, you're pretty much always going to have a Green Goblin Doc Ock core, right? Yeah. So you're going to have pretty seven, seven point core and then rhinos probably getting thrown in there. Probably you could even say lizard to make a nice round 10. Like that's probably how I would approach the squad building aspect of this. But mm -hmm. I mean, do you think that's more crisis dependent or what? Yeah. I mean, obviously for on something like a, a research station, uh, 
we're, we're, we're never like Rhino's not as impressive because like, this is a robbery is a big part of his, his shtick. Right. So, um, and then of course, at that point, we might even bring Doc Ock, you know, it might be something like Goblin Lizard Mysterio for a lot of control. Yeah. Um, but I think that, uh, of course, Goblin's in there. Goblin and a three are how we started Mysterio or Doc Ock. And then yeah. we flavored a taste, but I'm probably bringing Rhino like, because the whole the whole name of the game is if I bring those three, I can control extracts really hard. Really hard. Exactly. Like again, other than research station, you you're always a threat because of well laid plans, being able to say, okay, you have you, you even could let your opponent get four cube fragments and say, Cool, uh, we're gonna spend three power now and we're gonna roll for all these guys and we're gonna see who who drops them. Yep. And the hope is that like you know, I will start with advantage and then they'll claw their way back. They'll get a little bit, you know, they'll get something and then I'll just immediately take it away with Rhino or something. And if the game really starts f- like fluctuating their way, well-laid plans can just swing it. Oh yeah. Well-laid plans is really good. I definitely uh, have a very memorable game against Nate where I had a well-laid plans turn that just won the game for me. <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. But the interesting thing here, I really like that Within this layer of tankiness, you have a lot of access to control. Mysterio is not reliable control, in my humble opinion, because you have to deal damage with his four dice attack. And it's like, in my, it just for me and my god awful life of dice, it never works out that way. So I feel that, that Mysterio is not super reliable, but Lizard with his throw. Dr. Octopus has a nice throw. Beta Ray Bill has a great throw. I think that those are elements that you'll be able to lean into very well. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you the real problem I have with Mysterio. It's not that I don't ever get the push or the, the, the advance. Um, one of two things happens. Either I never get the blanks, so I never get extra power, yeah. or I just one-shot everyone with Mysterio. Uh, the last time I played Mysterio was the... Um, the Spider-Man ultimate encounter mm-hmm. and uh, Mysterio did like six damage to Spider-Man in one activation between moving him like max roll, hitting him uh, and then moving him and then tricks and traps to him and then hitting him again and then tricks and traps to him again. I did like six or six to eight damage or something like that. Oh it was crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's pretty bonkers. Yeah. My Mysterio shows up usually. Yeah. Um, I, I'm now going to eat those words in my next game when I put them on the table, but that that do be how he plays for me. Yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. You're right. So what do you feel like you're lacking in this list right now? Because when I read this, I I kind of want another Spider-Foes character in here. And I, I like, I don't know why, but the, that just keeps tickling the back of my brain for like Venom or Carnage. So like, I don't mind the symbiotes. Venom's really good for control and Carnage is really good for beating face, but they're potentially a little problematic because they're fours. And like, here's the fours I'm trying to show it. I've got Green Goblin, um, Rhino, Beta Ray Bill out of affiliation. So like in most cases, I'm probably bringing 12 points of four threat characters. And another four threat doesn't really work until I get to higher points. Right. But then I've got stuff like, you know, like Lizard and Winter Soldier. I, I kind of feel like I can make it. If I was going to add one, I'd I'd maybe add Craven. I was just thinking think, that was my that was gonna be my next suggestion. You I was trying to bury the lead. 
Well, you know, <laughs> man. Uh, well, I'm not saying that Craven is necessarily the answer, but I wanted to bring up Craven in this instance. Okay, let's let's go back and talk about the symbiotes and the fours and all of that stuff, right? Because I don't think you're wrong in that you've kind of heavy on the fours in general. And like you said, Rhino, Beta Ray Bill, trying to bring those guys in. And I would say nine times out of ten, you're going to have Rhino in there. Again, unless it's just a research station crappy situation, I think... Rhino is going to see the table for you a lot, a lot. But right. when I think of something like Venom, especially as, as an example, right? Like you're, you're down a character, you're down a tactics card. So you could potentially say Venom, Lethal Protector, and really get him going early, potentially. And like when, you know, Rhino is tanky, but he can go down pretty good. And... Being able to say, okay, well, here, have a Venom in your face, and oh, by the way, when you attack Venom, and I get to so many snacks you, I also get to re-roll that defense die that you're doing there, so, you know, all of that stuff. I don't necessarily think that's, like, the play, per se, but I just, I think Venom really leans into some of the control that you are going for here. Yeah. In a more reliable way, like, Rhino has control via robbery and that's it robbery and being threatening but yeah well yeah, yeah. and it, like we, we talk about yeah you know, rhino's probably not the play doc Ock's probably not the play on something like a like a research station but venom does feel really good the more i think about it because he's got two ways to like throw people off of it right he's got two ways to throw people off of it and then when you think about yeah his web snare it's a medium push mm-hmm. which is just really throws people off and his throw is a size three throw that throws medium it's pretty good it's yeah. pretty good more and more convinced <laughs> and like you know obviously if you i think if you're playing into something like a guardians or something like that you maybe don't want venom here but if you're not playing into something with a metric ton of energy attacks i think you're fine yeah i mean even if i do it when i do a bunch of you know energy attacks then they're just attacking him and not like the rest of the list which could be a problem for them right i'm okay if they like you know if you throw all your guys into one person i'm probably also okay with that right and he doesn't really hurt you on objective that much like he's a slow at times but he can lethal protector himself which is ridiculous and really kind of get into the fight when you need him to. And it's like, when we talk about what crisis that you're playing here, he's going to be in the thick of it on all three of the secure crisis that you're potentially bringing. And then when we look at the secure crisis landscape, once he's kind of up there in the middle of things, unless they are specifically using a character like a Beta Ray Bill or insert other character that can throw someone away medium which there aren't many for you know reliably he's gonna be in the thick of it yeah that's i I don't know i keep coming back to venom i get the four threat aspect of it but venom is is really something that i think you might want to think about a little more and carnage i think is interesting but i don't think he fits with kind of the command and control that you're going for 
No, no, no. He he's definitely like a beat face. And this list is not about beating face. Right. Um, I think he'd be cool if I was anticipating that I would be getting into like a scrap with something like Sam yeah. or a Guardians list, but he's still not great in a Guardians, and uh I don't think he's the greatest into Sam anymore. That used to be the case. Sam used to be scared of him, but nowadays he's just a little sad. Not having Dune Prophecy really hurt his feelings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he he he's a little sad boy. I mean, just one energy and one mystic defense. It's just pretty rough. Yeah. But I I do I am liking Venom the more we talk about him. So um what would be your other characters? Like so I do want to talk about Craven just as an aside at some point, but what would be your other thoughts for another character here? Do you want a splash character? Um, so I was thinking if I did a splash, I'd probably go up or down from four, like three or five. Um, yeah. I'd considered mind Loki, um, just cause mm. I think he's interesting. Yeah. And, uh, Nate will always talk about how he wants to put him in everything. I, I too look for every excuse to play mind Loki because I also enjoy mind Loki. Yeah. Just not to the same extent as him. Um, there was also some thoughts. Uh, I will admit the original 10th character was Malekith because I was inspired by some of the competitive stuff using Malekith. And they realized, well, I don't want to do that. And so I took him out, uh, which is why we're having this problem. Uh, Pyro seemed kind of cool. Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of guys in um, spider foes don't have very high builders. It's usually like four dice builders. So being able to get a consistent incinerate out and even being able to play off of Green Goblin's incinerate, you know, he incinerates someone and then Pyro comes up behind him and incinerates everyone else around him using yeah. that incinerate seemed kind of cool. Um, yeah. And then also, also he can control extracts with pyrotechnics. Mm -hmm. um, but that is again, leaning really hard into that aspect. But so I want to put a pin in him. He might be an interesting character to swap someone out with um, as well. Cause you know, we can, there's always other people. Yeah. Um, I had been thinking of something like, maybe not exactly Shuri, but something like Shuri, something that can give rerolls. Sentinel mm -hmm. Prime would be another cool one. Prime, yeah. Uh, and also a big boy, and I like my big boys. Yep. But really, I, I don't really think there's anything I need. I, I think my core is pretty set, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think, I, I think I have a game plan. And until I experiment with it, I'm not sure what it's missing yet. It feels like it's pretty solid. Yeah. At I, least for the, at least for our purposes. Yeah. I think I'm it's not winning solid. LBO anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that I think that this list could potentially struggle against is kind of like the weapon X murder ball thing, you know? And mm -hmm. yeah, I, I don't really see an answer for that. Cause it's not Mysterio, you know? And no. It's one of those things where I think like your Green Goblin being able to trap and Mysterio being able to trap are interesting deterrents for that because one of the things that like trick or treat how it works when an enemy character ends in advance or is placed within range four of this character, you may use a superpower. So if Logan does his placement and is within size two or sorry, is let's see. Yeah, so he gets to choose an inter interactive terrain feature of size three or less within two of the enemy character that was advanced or placed. So it's kind of very placement dependent, but if your opponent gets lazy with their placement, 
you could potentially trick or treat it onto Logan, which I think could be really nice. Now he just heal it if it doesn't go well. But I think it's it's an interesting option, but I don't really think you have an answer. Like if this was something you were trying to play more long term, I could see that kind of a squad that heals and stuff like that being a bit difficult to deal with. Yeah, I think like my one of the big things I could do is like I have Lizard and X23 for that exceptional healing. Mm-hmm. And that can that can help like give me a front line. And then X23 is also pretty good at killing them back. Yeah. Um, and again, if I brought something like a pyro, that could help me weaken them enough for everyone to. So like, again, leaning a little bit more towards pyro again, because I think he sounds really cool. But I think if I'm going to play against something like that, I'm probably trying to get that early advantage and just keep away. Just like, stay away from yeah. me. Get away from me. Yeah. You giant balls of anger and hair. Yes. <laughs> I completely agree. I think the name of the game with them, if you don't have the right tools to deal with them, is run away. So, yeah, I think that's really interesting. And in terms of, like, Winter Soldier here, so when I'm looking at this list, like, Winter Soldier is just a, a net good character rogue agents nice but i don't think you need it here but could pyro replace winter soldier and then maybe throw venom in as your 10th card 10th character i I was i was actually just thinking that like i think that works really well that does give us the exact opposite problem in tactics where i have to we have to shave one because we'll have 11 because pyrotechnics will have to go in i'm gonna be honest i I actually really like that I've, i've actually been mulling that over as we've been talking about this that you know winter soldier is a good placeholder and I kind of just throw him into every first draft because I don't know how my core is going to work out. Yeah. Um, and he's very quickly taken out of a lot of my second drafts. And this is the second draft that I think that him coming out makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that like Winter Soldier, it, you can't go wrong putting Bucky in your list in most instances. But I think Pyro, into, especially as it relates to Green Goblin being able to incinerate people, that really sets up a nice synergy potentially. Yeah. And again, like a lot of this is stuff that I, this is, this is all stuff I had thought of, you know, a few days ago that I thought would be cool and things have changed a little bit, but I haven't been able to give it a whole bunch of thought. Um, yeah. So actually getting to sit down and think about that synergy. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pyro and, and Green Goblins feel like they could be best buds. Yep. Yep. So it, I've already got the taxes card you take out. Okay. Okay. It's, it's the grand illusion. I hate you so much. It's the I've never illusion. hated someone as much as I hate you right now. Because <laughs> you're probably right. It, it's, I mean, like, tell me tell me how I'm wrong of all your tactics cards here. I, Brace, eyes, no matter the cost, patch up, sinister traps, grand illusion, this is a robbery, well-laid plans, and exceptional healing. Tell me that the grand illusion is not the one that sticks out there. I, I can't. And you speak so much truth, and that's why I have to despise you for it. <laughs> You're just you're just right. It's it that is the correct choice. As much as I love the Grand Illusion, I love Mysterio. It's it's the correct choice. It Lethal Protector is too good not to take with Venom. It's very important when you bring him. I'm probably not bringing Mysterio a whole bunch, and when I do, he's probably not sitting in the middle of the board where Grand Illusion matters. And if I bring Pyro, I'm bringing Pyrotechnics because it fits in with everything I want to do. Yeah, like it's just it's just another character doing it. Like I'm leaning even harder. I have to bring it right, and um, and that's the thing. Like you are you're playing a form of hard control with spider foes that I think is where they 
enter that untapped territory is just right. that hard controlled saying, I am going to control extracts one way or another. I am going to control your placement with Venom, with Lizard, with Beta Ray Bill, potentially with Mysterio, with Doc Ock and his throw. I am going to be in control of this this match, and you're going to have to either dice me off the table or try to match my control, which I think a lot of teams are going to have a hard time doing. Right. I, I can see the only other thing I would think about is maybe no matter the cost, because it's really only here for X-23. Yeah. Most of the other characters don't really want it. And the Grand Illusion's good as like the your only way to kill me is to dice me and it helps you not dice me. Right. Um, I, I do think that that's a possibility and I'm going to mull that over before my game starts, whether or not um, I think that's the correct choice, but you're probably right. That mysterious, the, the grand illusion is probably going to be the least played. So let's talk about what the grand illusion does. Cause there might be somebody out there who's pretty new to the game. That's never heard of this card. The grand illusion is an unaffiliated active card. Mysterio may spend four power to play this card. Until the end of the cleanup phase, when an enemy character makes an attack, defense, or dodge roll while within range 3 of Mysterio, it does not add dice to the roll for critical results, and Mysterio changes all of its critical results to failure results. So here's a question about this card, Merzane. If Mysterio plays this early in a round and then subsequently gets dazed, does the effect still last? That's a good question. I'm sure the rules forum has the answer for us, Well, I'm, I'm gonna, not sure. I'm going to let you look that one up, because it feels like the way it's written, that the effect of not adding explosive crits, like so if you roll that initial crit roll, it wouldn't explode. Like That seems like it would stick around, because you're not actually outside of 3 of Mysterio there. But Mysterio being the one that changes the results from criticals to failures feels like the thing that would change if he was dazed. So yeah, I'd, I'd be curious to know the answer to that question because I think that that makes it a little bit more interesting. And as it relates to no matter the cost, I think you're right in that no matter cost is only here for X 23. I think X-23 is actually a really good character in this roster, and I don't think I'd want to take her out. But I don't think you necessarily need, no matter the cost, because I don't see a world where she really is going to have that much of a problem getting to two power to get that claw rush early. I could be wrong. Um, I don't think it's necessary to get claw rush early. Sorry, I found the answer to this question. That's why I'm a little quiet. Uh, <laughs> well here we go uh the answer appears to be um it does remain active all these days okay um the reason so it says that mysterio changes their dice and all that does according to the rules form is indicate what timing it has ah okay well all right then so i still think that the grand illusion is probably the drop but I can see it having more value, especially so like we've talked about already through this list building process of your negative crisis, the one that you absolutely do not want to see is Research Station, probably. Yeah, yeah, I don't really want to see it. But if you see Research Station, Mysterio becomes a very interesting option. 
you know what? It may be the wrong choice. I'm going to put the grand illusion back in because I have a favoritism problem and I'm going to take out a matter of the cost. Hey, play the stuff you like. I I am going to lay that down. Now, you can't convince me otherwise. I'm digging my, head, my heels in. Good, do it. I think what's a very important question to ask you real quick, though, is are my uh, restricted cards fine? I think brace is fine, but is patch up the play or no. should it be indomitable? I think it should absolutely be indomitable. Because, like, patch up, I mean, you've got guys like Green Goblin who has seven stamina on his healthy side. Rhino, seven stamina on his healthy side. Beta Ray Bill has six stamina on his healthy sides. Like, these guys have a pretty juicy health pool, and Rhino especially is a good character to play patch up onto somebody else. But I feel like that you're not necessarily going to want to be clumping in any kind of way to make patch-up viable. And, like, like Rhino, if if Rhino has eight power and he does a stampede to get over close to somebody and then patches him up, then does a gore, and then, you know, like, Rhino's, like, the guy for patch-up, I think. Right. He's either the one you use it on to keep him alive longer or he's the one that's using it because he doesn't need his power as much. Right? Right. But outside of Rhino, Goblin, Beta, I don't really see you using patch up that much. And I think preventing displacement on your end is going to be more important than your health pools, maybe? I could be way wrong on this. But... Well, I I, I look at it, too, as like, how often do I want to spend that kind of power? Um, I'm not sure yet, but spider foes feels like they like to keep their power for cool things. Well, yeah, no, they, I, that's another thing about spider foes. They spend their power, even talking about Mysterio and, and another reason why the grand illusion was the one that stood out to me as the drop, which I think, I think no matter the cost is fine. But another reason is Mysterio. He one doesn't gain power all that well. It's okay, but it's not all that well. He likes to save three power for himself all the time so that he can have tri- tricks and traps online. And so then when he has to play the Grand Illusion, that's another four power that he's spending. That's pretty tough. A lot of power. It's a lot of power. And then Dr. Octopus, you know, his strike is only four dice. Yes, he's got the wild flurry of arms, which could help that, but it's only four dice. Arm lasers is a great attack. It's a great attack. Range it's four, six attack. dice, energy with a wild pierce, doesn't get cover, or line of sight. That's excellent, but that's three power. His throw, three power. The uh, uh, well-laid plants, three power from Doc Ock and Green Goblin. So when I think you're looking at the power situation, patch up, I don't think makes as much sense. Right. And and may, I, this could be an example of me overthinking it because, like, I, I do think there's validity there in saying, well, I've got these big health pools. I need to keep these dudes alive. But I think something like Indomitable and being able to say, okay, uh, Hulk or whomever, you have to get through Indomitable and Brace for Impact. Good luck. Yeah. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. I don't think you're necessarily wrong. I think that's definitely what I'm going to try first. I can always change it. Well, yeah, and and to be fair, I do have a, a 
a love for Indomitable that's probably mar marginally unhealthy. True. Very true. You do come from a, a line of wizards that don't like being pushed around and thrown into <laughs> right. each other. Right. It's it's not good for me a lot of the time. So yeah, it's just that's that's where I live my life. Yeah, and I think that um I think that patch up is cool for specifically what like one's gonna counter extract control. Like I get to control an extract one time longer with Indomitable. Mm -hmm. Whereas patch up says I get to, you know make it harder for my opponent to kill me, but dice may not agree with that. They just one shot my guy. So Indom will see use the other one. Probably not. Well, maybe not, but probably, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to go with Indom for now and we'll see how that works out. Yeah. I think that makes sense. And, and I think you made a really good point there about like the utility aspect of it. And I don't know about you, Merzane. Anytime I play patch up, it feels weird not to at least patch up for like four. Yeah, Definitely. Like, I feel like I'm getting a waste if I don't do at least four. So, yeah, that's that's how I feel, too. Especially because, like, I think that might be, like, leftover feelings from med pack. I, it definitely is. I, mean, that's, I yeah. missed that card. Oh, med pack's so good. Why? Why, AMG? Why did you take away our toys? You get to take <laughs> away the best, the best card in the game. It was so good. It was so good. It was good. too good. It was too good. So yeah, I'm I'm showing you with Pyro and Venom yep. as the two additions to characters dropping out Winter Soldier. Yep. Nice. So I do want to take a second and talk about Craven because I feel like there's more than enough times where he's kind of overlooked in a lot of ways. And I don't necessarily think that Craven is a fit for this roster. I don't I don't want to go down that rabbit hole if you will but right man craven could be so good yeah i i feel like craven was imagined at launch to be like a big part of the affiliation that's why they have like they got four dice builders because the uh leadership helps break that and makes their builders better yeah and then craven also makes some five dice builders but it's just like it's just too much like it's just too many moving parts to try to make things on par or better, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm right there with you. I think that the fact that Craven has a synergy that you have to hit, right? So Kukri Strike, range two, five dice attack, gainer. He only gains one power, and then if he rolls a wild, he gets the elusive short move, which is awesome. Then he's got Spear Thrust, right? which is his range three, also zero cost, but only four dice. And he gains power equal to the damage dealt. Like you said, it really synergizes with the leadership because now he can say, okay, I'm going to do my spear thrust. Here we go. But this is where I think the misstep happens with Craven is if he had done a Kukri strike first, then he gets to add three dice to spear thrust. So it's kind of like an inverse of Gwen's spider technique. And then yep. he gets to move medium after it's done. If he moved, right? If he moved, exactly. And his Kukri strike doesn't give him a move automatically. So it's kind of a really interesting like conundrum and puzzle that you have to put together. And the two things that you kind of want are like backwards. I would say like mm -hmm. you, you would want to do the spear thrust to get into range for a Kukri strike. 
as opposed to Kukri strike at close range to spear thrust. Yeah, I agree. I felt that exact same way. But when those two things align, he's awesome. And let's not forget, he comes with a built-in reroll on attack and defense. So his attacks and defense, but especially his attacks within Spider-Foes and under that leadership are very consistent with what they do. And then mm-hmm. when he does finally get the power, the corner of the beast is cute, but it's not really what you're using. But when he does finally get the power, being able to get that expert tracker early onto an opponent's model, it really can turn the tide of a round. Yeah. So I, I, I played a lot of Craven when he first came out because it's a character that I just really like. But five and five on the stamina just... Oof, that hurts him. Yeah, I, I played him a little bit in X-Men where it's kind of cool to do the hop and then get both things even if you don't get like, like you can move and uh, get the extra dice and stuff. Yep. Guaranteed. Yep, I put him in uh, uh, Midnight Suns. Yep, Midnight Suns is another good one for that. Um, it just feels so bad sometimes because you like do it and you set it up and he does like absolutely no damage and gains one power and you're like, oh. Well, that was nice. Yeah. Oh, Your turn. How cute was that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I And I, he can do literally nothing else. And yep. that's my big problem with him is he is a slot machine. If you do not roll, like there's a lot of characters that are like that in this game, but yeah. And, and some are better than others. Uh, and some are more risky and some are more less risky. Um, but he is like a, a big slot machine. It, you, you roll dice. And if the dice come up good, he's great. If they don't, he did nothing for an activation. You just and- passed. He probably died also. He probably dies you, for it. You probably no longer have a three threat model on the board if, if he's in a bad position and doesn't get to move away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just it's just one of those characters. Like I, I want to highlight sometimes characters that I feel like we don't talk about enough on this podcast because you and I both, we have our biases. We we know there's certain characters that you like, that I like, et cetera, and with the popularity of a character like Pyro, it's easy to say, cool, I've got a three-threat slot, let's throw Pyro in there. Because he's yep. that good. And it stinks to see a character like Craven, who, they're, they're just a little off, little under-tuned, that could be good, just not get some of the love. So I, I, I really, I'm glad we took the time to highlight him. So, Merzane, now that we have your characters and tactics down. Why don't you read through what we've got here and then we'll go into crisis talk. Okay. So for characters, I've got beta Ray bill bullseye, doc, Ock, green goblin, lizard, Mysterio, rhino, X 23, and the new editions of venom and pyro for tactics. I have brace for impact eyes on the prize, sinister traps. This is a robbery well-laid plans, exceptional healing with the new addition of lethal protector, pyrotechnics, and indomitable. And uh, you can't tell me otherwise. I'm bringing the grand illusion as my 10th card. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think it's great. So now let's talk about crisis. So for secure crises, you have demons downtown, intrusions, and superpower scoundrels. And for extracts, you have scrolls, infiltrate, world leadership, spider infected, struggle for the cube. So I'm going to talk about 
your secure crises first. And yeah, I I don't know. Like, are you trying to slow the game down? Uh, I want extracts to be the focus, which scoundrels are just threw in there because it's a high cost. Uh, that one actually does need to get changed. Um, I like demons because I like the shape. I don't have to go very far to make things happen. Yeah, and and now that we have Pyro in there, you could give two craps about scoring the demons. Oh yeah, I could I could give so much incinerate. Um, and Beta Ray Bill can hold mine and it'd be fine. You know, there, there's there's good stuff for it. So I, I like Demons Downtown. Scoundrels definitely needs to go. Intrusions, I'm a bit on the fence about. I feel like having these big characters, they really don't mind, like, getting to the middle right there. Um, I definitely don't want it to be a pay to flip. And I like the high threat value, but eh, I'm not married to it. I don't hate intrusions. I think if the idea is to play the extracts, outlast your opponent, I think you're going to run into problems again against the more like higher level because Spider-Foes has a pretty good level of attacking, but against that just slightly other echelon of damage is probably going to be a problem for you. And yeah, I, I think that you're banking on being able to use the intrusions and go through the portal to be where you need to be, but also your opponents can be doing the same thing. And I think it just opens up some interesting problems for you, but you said you don't want to pay to flip. And the other ones that I like would be pay to flips here. I I could actually see gamma waves. I don't think I, not gamma waves, sorry. Um, The meteors. Yeah. Cause it's a good shape. I want to, you know, I don't want to get like, this are grouped up, but I don't really want to be like super spread because they don't do a whole bunch of their own. They just kind of hold. Yeah. And enough focus fire kills them. So I want to have a threat backup for most of them. Um, so that one I can stand. Uh, the energy defense thing is a problem, but I don't like the shape of, I don't feel like I like the shape of mutant madmen. Yeah, no, I, I don't think the B shape helps you at all. Actually. I think it's pretty terrible. <laughs> Uh, for spider yeah. foes in a lot of ways. Uh, the other one, and again, the threat value is not what you want, but sword base, I think, is great for them in a lot of ways. So here's here's where I'm thinking with sword base. One of the reasons I, I, I'm not taking it. One, like you said, the threat cost. Uh, but I also have to think about how many points the extract can give. The secure I want to underscore compared to the extract. So I'm going for extract control. Sure. And sword base, if I'm not controlling sword base, it's a problem. <laughs> it's a big problem. Fair. Um, more than any other secure. Uh, that's why I'm a little scared of that. Yeah, but I, think, I do like... I, I think it, it plays the game you want to play, though. You, you want to play a level of control... You want to play come at me, bro, without without like in, without setting up your opponent for their best setup where it actually, I think, helps you for your best setup a little better. Right. That's just how I read it. I, I could be wrong. I just and yeah, it's pay to flip. 15 is not your your bread and butter. But I don't think it's terrible. I really don't. But 
but I get where you're coming from and keeping the the scoring on extracts higher. But if you're gonna take out intrusions and scoundrels, then I think you're you're in trouble there. Like, because if you're putting in deadly meteors, which I think is a a, a good choice for you over say scoundrels do you really want to play intrusions because i think that that's intrusions and bad for the record and the 19 threat value that's pretty darn good but it just i think it helps your opponent as much as it helps you in those fighty matchups yeah that's probably true um so if i don't do that one I can't do Fisk either. Fisk would be great if it didn't stun me. Yes, it would. As I, I love Fisk, but I hate Fisk. Oh, it's a great crisis, but yeah, the stunning aspect is not your friend. So I guess we can try Sword Base, and if we get it and it's terrible, we can always take it out back for Intrusions. I think Intrusions is like the secondary. Or Gamma. I think Gamma is yeah. also fine. I think Gamma might be better. I think Gamma might be better in that you you get the fight and it doesn't score nearly as fast now as it once did. But again, like I think it's you're you're setting up for the control teams to really mess you up. Yeah, but they don't mess me up as like it used to be you would auto lose versus a good control team. Yeah. Now, like I can give up four points total. And if I'm controlling a bunch of extracts, I'm fine with it. Yeah. So well, I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, um, I think actually that's not a bad idea. Why don't you, instead of maybe like you keep intrusions and try gamma for scoundrels on this one and, you know, like let's, and watch, you're going to get demons, so we're not going to learn anything. But yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, I think that trying gamma and or intrusions and seeing like if we get lucky and get one of those, well, then you can kind of make a determination there because sword's a little more... I think big brain in a lot of ways. Yeah, I can't. I can't do the big brain right now. Right. Yeah. I don't know this. Like, I don't know these boys enough. Your head is large, but your brain is not big. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of room in there. A lot of wiggle room. Yeah, you can yeah. Feel it shaking same, around in there. Same here. Same here. Like a rattlesnake. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to show you having demons, gamma, and intrusions. Right. I, I honestly think what I might end up, what it might change to at some point in the future would be demons gamma meteors but i want to try intrusions and yeah gamma first i think that's fair i think that's fair so extract crisis i got no notes you have you have chosen wisely uh scrolls i'm okay with it being uh something else to be honest uh i think i can grab the middle in and run uh yeah. even deadly legacy virus i think at least for the purposes of this league I doubt I'm going to be seeing some hard legacy virus stuff. And it, now that it's at the end of the turn, even if I do, I have the potential to stop it. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I don't think legacy virus is necessarily a scare, one that you should be scared of. So I'm, I'm thinking about taking out the scrolls because the more I look at scrolls, I really don't have a way to, like, get advantaged on scrolls. Just a way to, like, break even and be safe, and I don't want that. I want to be advantaged on scrolls. Well, maybe not advantaged the off the rip, but playing into an advantage. Yeah, I want to be getting advantage ASAP and then using that advantage to score as many cubes as possible. 
So I think I'm dropping it for Deadly Legacy. Okay. I'm okay with that. Like, I think Scrolls is a good one for you, but I can see that. Uh, Now, hear me out. This is going to sound ridiculous, what I'm about to say. I will say, in a different different format, if we're not doing HPP, Marvel Snap, Pokemon Snap League, Uh I think Scrolls is the right choice. Okay. Well, that's fair. See, I'm I'm playing it. I'm I'm coming at it from a whether it's Pokemon Snap League or not. I'm thinking about it in just in terms of in general list building here because yeah. we're doing a podcast that is going to apply to more people than is just playing in our league. True, true, true. But for I'm going to keep this in, but I, I do think that you're right. I think that that is I think Scrolls is correct at every instance, but this one yeah, where I'm fair. building this list for. Now, if you want to talk, now, I wanted about- that to be. I wanted to just make that clear. I get that. I get that. That's fine. You want to talk about some crazy shenanigans that you definitely should not do, but I think that would be fun to try. Yes. And that would be senators. Like, yes. No, no, listen. Yes. The brotherhood (laughs) madness exists, but your extracts are like, okay, cool. Hulk and juggernaut come and take my stuff. Uh, But guess what? I'm going to take it back. I don't know. I mean, it's just, I can see that being fun. That could be cool. I could be a thought over scrolls as well. Yeah. It just in terms of like, um, spider infected, spider infected. Yeah. And and that's just literally as a, okay, there's six points on the board and your opponent might score four of them round one, but they ain't scoring four of them going forward because you're going to have the tools to manipulate that. Yeah. Especially if I did something like, if I was able to move forward and get damage down on people with like Goblin and Doc Ock, God, like imagine they go, they, they put all their guys forward, you know, and they grab three or four and I move forward with those two guys. I get two damage on each two power to each of them. And I just remove them all with the, uh, yes. With the thing. I mean, that- or even like a good pyro activation. If, Oh, I can't move them far enough forward. Never mind. That probably wouldn't work, but that would be so funny. It would be funny, and it'd be one of those things where it's like, okay, cool, you did the thing. Well, I'm going to do the thing, too. All right. You've convinced me. For this league, Are you doing specifically, it? <laughs> we're going we're gonna to put in... Because Extremist is such... It's such a funny layout. Just having six stupid red dots in the middle of the table yes. is so funny to me. Yes. All right, so what are your, what are your extra crises looking like now? All right, so what I've got right now is Legacy Virus, Mutant Extremists, and uh, Struggle for the Cube. I, love I definitely it. like Struggle for the Cube. Oh, yeah. No, I love it. I think, I think this is going to be super fun, and Tarquin Sweet Biscuits, I, I hope you had a fun match, and I can't wait to hear about how it went. But, Rezane, with this, we have to come to a close this week because uh, work and all of that stuff. we got to get this baby edited and out the door for the suits out there. But we've got one final secret code word for the suits for the giveaway and Merzane to show a little love to the underappreciated I think our code word has to be Craven Craven? Craven? I mean Isn't that like a breakfast cereal too? Like Cravens? (laughs) I don't think I've seen Cravens as a breakfast cereal. What what would that like I think Cravens is a breakfast cereal. I don't I'm gonna have to Google it, but 
Craven's breakfast cereal. Like, how is it spelled? Like, with a C? Oh, it's just Crave. It's just Crave. Yeah, Crave. With okay. A K. Yeah. With a K. <laughs> There's a Craven's restaurant, Even, uh, according to Google. There you go. Uh, in Louisiana. If you live in uh, Monroe, Louisiana, there is a Craven's restaurant spelled with an I. See, that's, there you go. There, there's a Craven's with an I. There you go. Well, we are doing Craven as the secret code word because, you know, the world's greatest hunter is very much underappreciated in my humble opinion. So, yeah. Merzane, where can people find you? You can find me at the Gamers Guild podcast, where you can find all fine podcasts for deep discounts. Even this one. Uh, also of note, you will accept pictures of Crave cereal or Photoshop pictures of Crave cereal turned into Craven cereal. Oh, just saying. Yes, I will definitely accept Photoshopped pictures of Craven cereal. <laughs> Like, yes. please, someone send me that because I will share that on the Facebook because that's amazing. chocolate Craven cereal. Oh, my gosh. Or No, it'd be Cinnamon Toast Cravens. Cinnamon Toast Cravens. <laughs> or, uh, or or even the restaurant. If you can if you can have Crave Craven, like, at, outside of Craven's restaurant, like, like yes. seating people at the, you know, that's fine, too. Yes, I, I can't wait to see what the suits come out there. Send me messages over on the Facebook page or through Discord. I'm at HPP underscore Will in most of the uh, main Marvel Discords. If you're interested in coming over to the House Party Protocol Discord and supporting the show, you can check out patreon.com slash housepartyprotocol for as little as a dollar a month or 12 bucks a year. You can support the show and come and hang out with the best, chillest, illest, realest, cravenestest community that exists on the internet. I, I really love it, and I got to say thank you to everyone over there that chooses to support the show in that way. Thank you to people for giving me your time, and I hope that you have enjoyed this. This was a, a really fun exercise to go through and discuss characters and stuff that we haven't spent a lot of time on on this podcast recently, so I'm glad we got to do that today, Merzane, and I really appreciate you and, again, the suits out there listening and hopefully enjoying this. If you have an opportunity, make sure to uh, leave a like on your podcast platform of choice. Leave a review. It really helps other people that are looking for Marvel Crisis Protocol content find their way to this podcast. Tell your friends, and you know, all that stuff, that word of mouth, that works too. So, yeah, with that... Party on, Merzane. Party on, Will. And power down, suits. Suits.